0: You're listening to the Mobcast Network.
1: Doing a zillion other things, such as costuming. These aren't actually, you know, real tattoos. <laughs> um, so I've got a couple fans here, and you know, this guy to my left talk yeah. about Uh I'm gonna. I- this is
2: the best season. <laughs> 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 Woo! Okay, so we have to. Keep I'm
1: gonna eat the lake This is gonna be really attractive. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> okay i know right okay so anyways back to the introductions would you like to introduce yourself first your honored guest uh timothy's on uh, <laughs> I don't know.
0: Question for you, Tim. Uh, yeah. Maybe we can talk about how
3: uh, Thrawn was portrayed in the
0: Rebels <laughs>
3: series Can I come up and join you? Yeah, yeah, please come up. Okay. I'm, I'm Henry Gilroy. Woo! Henry
0: Gilroy. Well, I kind of earlier,
3: earlier, so Sorry, I have to have a one chair Beth buffer between me and Zon. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's water, I believe it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows who Henry is, does he need to introduce himself further?
3: Um, I uh, co-developed the Clone Wars animated series with Dave and George back in 2005-2006 and I've been the head writer on Star Wars Rebels for the last
0: uh, three or four years. So. <laughs> <laughs> I I came right. here
4: because you fans no. here at Dragon Con are so passionate Oh my gosh, that's Kanan sitting <laughs> <in> there. <corner. laughs> can't see me he can't because see this me. is post season two Kanan, but he
3: senses it's me. Um, but I'm here for you guys. You guys uh, are really passionate and you inspire us back in the studio. So He's using the force. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did see Thrawn Cat. Is that it? Is that, you that canon?
1: Can is <laughs> You can make it canon.
4: <laughs> uh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so I made a bunch of problems. And then,
1: uh, before we get too much further, we have two more introductions. Uh, Other fellow fans on the panel. Hey
5: everyone, I'm Bethany Blanton. I'm the editor in chief—not the editor in chief. I just stole your position. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the executive editor at StarWarsReport.com and doing some press here at DragonCon. Very excited to be on this panel.
2: You don't <laughs> to get the witness just right
5: near
6: and my name is Aaron Goins, I am a podcaster, I do the podcast Star Wars Bookworms, and also a podcast about the Freemaker Adventures called Starward or Star Scavengers, and if you're not watching Freemaker Adventures, you should, it's really awesome. Um, but I'm just a huge fan of Rebels, so excited to be sitting at this table with some of the creator types
1: people <laughs> <laughs> we're all very elegant yeah i mean what a great
3: time it is to be a star wars fan i mean a passionate star wars fan there's a movie every year um, we have our, our weekly um, i'll say stipend end of rebels uh, to to give guys and then freemaker is actually a really awesome addition to stuff and Tim's got books coming out and there's two novels that just came out so a lot of great juicy stuff
1: let's talk a little bit, a little bit about Rebels. Um, for, well, I guess, this half of the table, what has been your favorite part of uh, Rebels or being part of the show? And then for our half of the table, we did not sit segregated like this on purpose. Uh, what has been your favorite part of watching Rebels? You know
3: I, I just wondered, should we start, or should they start kind of hang themselves? Yeah. Well?
6: <laughs> I Rebels is just, right now it may be my favorite part of Star Wars, just the the weekly storytelling that we get it's it's got every element that i've ever wanted to see in star wars with the adventure side of things the team up of this group of really uh, diverse characters and um jedi the force we get crazy things like bendu in (laughs) rebels which is stuff that it's just so unique to that series that you know it just every episode i'm excited to see what else is coming at us
5: so I have a pattern as a Star Wars fan and that is when the stuff that I want doesn't get come out I get sad and then I get really skeptical of stuff that's coming out mm-hmm. and then I love it anyway so when, when I first heard about Rebels I was like oh man why can't we just do the Clone Wars and what is this Rebels thing and I don't want another animated show which is exactly what I did with the Clone Wars too, <laughs> and exactly what I've done with the books and kind of what I've done with the movies, but I want the <laughs> loving Rebels, and so I, I can't wait to see what's in store coming forward with the show, and I, I do want to say that the Thrawn trilogy is why I read Star Wars books, so thank you for that, Tim.
2: Thank you. You're welcome. Well, you know what my favorite part of Rebels is.
5: <laughs> it's the love cats, right? It, it,
2: it, it, <laughs> actually, to, just to be serious about it, you were talking about the teamwork. One of the things I have suggested over the years that Lucasfilm needs to do with the movies is show a non-dysfunctional family. <laughs> the Skywalkers are all dysfunctional. Granted, a lot of them were manipulated into being that, but I wanted to see a Star Wars version of The Incredibles, you know, with a family that really is coming together. And that's what we've got in Rebels. They're not blood, but they are a family, not just a team, they're a family. And I love the way you have built that and grown it over the years. Uh, it just been tremendous and something I've always wanted in Star Wars, and thank you for giving it to us. Oh, you're welcome, um, uh, I
3: Actually, yeah, the family dynamic is definitely the most satisfying thing. People always ask me, who's your favorite character? And I really can't give them an answer because it depends on the story that I'm writing at the moment or the story that I'm watching because I think we've tried to service all the characters and have them have their own unique arcs and growth paths. So, um, and that's a a tremendous amount of work goes into it from the story group, um, the writing team, and then the storytelling continues from design, you know, texture, paint, Animation, all of that contributes to, to telling these stories. We work so hard to try to give you guys something that we feel is worthy of the Star Wars name. So um, to say which one of my kids is the favorite, I, it's hard for me to choose. Um, there's a couple of scripts I like best, but I have to say, um, when you come off a of season two uh, where we started with Vader and we end it with Maul and Vader um, and Inquisitors and you know Kane being blinded. That was like, oh my gosh, how are we gonna top that? And I felt we actually had fantastic raw material with Tim's character in Thrawn, because he is a new kind of adversary who isn't to outforce you Um or you know, out-mystic ya. Um, he's just gonna beat you. And, um, and your response, and um, he has a fantastic theme song, doesn't he? Yeah, isn't yes. he? Um, so good um so you know obviously gratitude to tim because um, we had a great a really satisfying uh, uh, uh experience in bringing throng
2: to the series well let me bounce that right back you did a tremendous job of picking up the character understanding him knowing how to write for him and then doing it
3: well i have a confession I, to make and that is just like bethany i mean your books are all why you know i write star wars you know, it's it's a I, you know they were the first the first reason I started reading the Star Wars novels. I think I read, uh, Splinters of the Mind's Eye* first, but your Thrawn books are like wow, wow, this this can be Star Wars too. And uh, so thanks for that.
1: Well, you kind of sort of refused to answer the next question I was going to ask already, which was what has been everyone's favorite episode from this season. I'm going to say *Trials of the Darksaber* because fight me, yeah. that was amazing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Do any anyone else have like a favorite episode from season three or? Th-
6: I have a burning question about an episode. <laughs> I feel like I have I have the right people at the table here to ask.
3: So, so the, is the title have the word "sons" in it? Is that why? Is no, it right?
6: no. Because it's it, this is specifically about Thron, um, bringing Thron into rebels. Um, he he seems very in control most of this most of the time when you see him in in the show. He's very in control. He's you know ten steps ahead of any other character. But when he is faced with the entity that is Bendu, it seemed like it kind of shook him a little bit, almost like he didn't know quite how to handle that situation. I was wondering what your guys' perspective is on it. Was that something, that, is the Force something that Thrawn doesn't quite understand that he can't, you know, kind of manipulate?
2: I, well, I can tell you, if you want to go ahead, and okay. I can tell you how we First of all, has anybody not seen season three of Rebels who is planning to see it? You
3: have
0: to leave.
4: Okay. Does
3: somebody
0: have
2: earplugs? said? you that will want to see it. The reason I'm asking is I would like to analyze that last battle. I don't want to do it for anybody who hasn't seen the show. We'll
1: just sit back. Go for it. <laughs> I, okay.
2: One of the things of my appreciation with the Rebels team is not only do they understand how to write Thrawn, they understand the whole meta around him. There are three factors in that last battle that are not under Thrawn's control. Any of those three goes the other direction and he wins everything. First one is political. He's ordered to take prisoners. Without that order, he demolishes the base from From uh, Orbit, and there is no season four of Rebels because they're all dead. (laughs) The second one is Constantine, who is an idiot. (laughs) My guess is he's so politically placed or he's got political influence that nobody has been able to actually demote him, and that fits in with a lot of what we know about the politics of the Empire at that point, anyway, in the military. If he does not act like an idiot going for glory and lose his interdictor. The blockade stays solid, There is no no one comes back to help them, Thrawn wins everything. And the third factor is the Bendu, which he cannot anticipate and cannot control. Without that, again, he wins everything. Just as a side note, I really like the fact that when he lands and confronts Hera and Canaan, is surrendered uh, Hera, or I kill you all starting with the Jedi, somehow he's figured out the relationship. So he aims either taking the the biggest one first, the Jedi, as my target, or the one that's going to hurt her most. Either way, it's very perceptive, again, Mm -hmm. understanding how how Thrawn works. But with any of those, any of those three goes the other way, and he's won it. That is how you take Thrawn, you give him something he has no control of, over or no understanding and the Bendu is a big one of those. So analysis complete, needless to say, I loved how they did that.
3: Um, yeah, that was a, a tricky one to write because we, we, we didn't want Thrawn to lose. For all intent purposes, like he was saying, he should have won, but for incompetence, for conditions that he couldn't control. Um, at the At the end of it though, he even overcomes the first two. And he has, he has our core Rebels team dead to rights, uh, you know, surrounded by troops, and it is only the bending. And there is something about, this is something we wanted to keep consistent with the books, is he has a problem with the Force. He can't quantify it. It's not something he can tactically analyze because it's mystical in nature. It's elusive to him. And so that final scene you were saying, him being puzzled and caught off guard, he knows this is a problem. And, and he can't control it and it drives him crazy because um, it's why he's wanted to, to deal with the Jedi and deal with the Jedi and deal with the Jedi because they are something that he can't always defeat because of their ability to wield the ether
2: to, to control the Force. And,
0: and just as a just a visual uh, of this,
2: uh, Corwin put together this. This is Thrawn with a phalanx of four Death Troopers. So we're just going to get this here.
5: <laughs> so do you think that he's afraid of the bendu because the bendu so says... So, here's the Bendu. <laughs> <laughs> you saw that one right there. This
0: is high-quality animation right here. going Yeah, out. yeah. <laughs> that's my stop-motion set. Sorry, Chloe. I just previous?
3: <laughs> that's it.
1: Previous. <laughs> Actually, so, Tim, I've got a question for you. Yeah. So, last year at Celebration uh, Europe, we got the big announcement about Thrawn coming back. This year at Celebration, we got the announcement about another character coming back. What was it like for you to be in the room when they were like, hey, by the way, Rook,
2: he's there on the screen? Uh, Very cool. Um, You know, just watching. My take on, I mean, people say, well, you know, Lucasfilm has thrown out all the other books. My take is that, okay, we've decided we're going to do. New movies, new TV shows, etc. Everybody, get off the stage while we decide what we're doing, and then we can invite people in that we that will fit into our new the new direction we're going. So Theron has been invited back in, and Al-Ruch has also been invited. Uh, looking forward to seeing what they what you guys do with him. You know, there's that Cheshire Cat smile. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's just, I mean, all I can say is tune in for season four. Yeah. The one thing I'm really hoping for, and this doesn't, because I don't know anything, doesn't give me anything, I'm hoping that we have at least one real kick-ass fight between Zeb and Roch. Okay. Well, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. We'll see, <laughs> we'll see if you get to that at some point, but I think that would be, that, all, all, all alone by itself, that would be a reason to bring him in, just to watch Zeb fighting something half his size and having trouble with it. <laughs>
3: yeah, I think Dave talked about a celebration. The the tricky, tricky uh, part of designing Rook was, I think the early designs where he was kind of like an alligator guy, and just to really make something that we hadn't seen before. Someone, because we really haven't been portrayed in animation to this point, so we really wanted to go, okay, let's, let's take the time and make this special and give this character um, special skills so you get a sense that he could Like, stand toe to toe with our rebels. So, I think kind of having a character to be a threat uh, to accomplished heroes like that is always tricky if you're not, you know, if they're not force enhanced.
2: And let me just mention again my appreciation for all the work that they've done putting in the details, putting in the thought, finding the the right voice actor for Throng making their ships look real. OK, this is how, yeah, this wing folds down. That's how we would design something like that. It just adds to the whole sense of, yeah, this is, they're not writing anything new. This is the chronicles that they picked up about what, what has actually happened out there. They're just writing it out. Uh, Chuck Jones once said his favorite uh, comment was from a little boy who said, you're the right one who writes the stories about Bugs Bunny, not who invents him. Bugs Bunny's real, you're just writing his stories. And that's the way Rebels feels. This is a real universe that we're dealing with. And I appreciate, it takes time and effort to do that, and I appreciate all that you guys have done that oh, way. Thanks Tim,
3: great. Yeah, well, we work hard for you guys, because you guys deserve it. So I, I'd love to hear some questions, if I, you guys want to come I up I have one
1: before. first. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> hey Henry. This is a
3: fan, <laughs> I forget. How, Henry, I how,
1: you, how you doing? Space
0: oh.
3: married, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, okay, okay I, didn't Han and Leia actually get married? That's what we were talking about, right? Yeah.
1: No. No, you, you know exactly who I'm talking to. So, uh, in season four, since we talked about this last year, and I'm still, a bunch of us are still sobbing hysterically because it has not happened yet. Do we get to see Hera and Are you Kaden? talking about
2: the bromance between Zeb and Chopper?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, this is Zeb this is, uh, and Callus you're we're talking gonna- about. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting behind Caleb. Calus, he can wait his turn! <laughs> so we're going to start with and Hayden because... Space fairy. <laughs> are, are we ever going to see them kiss and please tell me it's not going to be right before he dies? <laughs> oh, terrible!
0: Um...
1: I watched the show! <laughs> <laughs> The, fact, the fact that
3: you want this and you, you want Mom it really and Dad bad Dad. and you haven't got it, it means we must be doing something right.
1: You can't, it. you can't stop watching. Can I at least get credit for the shirt?
5: Okay, it's a fantastic shirt. Thank you. Thank I'll you. take a picture
4: and send it to Dave. Okay. <laughs> uh, well. I,
5: I mean, it's,
3: I, I, I just want you to watch season four.
1: Do we know when we're going to be getting it? I,
3: oh, I don't know. I think you're probably here tomorrow.
1: Yeah, you know what? I was really I hoping we could one up Fan Expo. I know. I know I
3: yeah. can't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't, actually. That's that. the truth. I, I don't. And, and sometimes, um, you know, with TV production
2: or whatever, they move that stuff around so like, until the last minute. So yeah. Late this month or early next. Yeah. I thought it was like. That's a good. That, that's, that, that's how it's been. September.
3: September, right? September, October. September, October. 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 Usually. Well, it's a fall. It starts in the fall. Usually. I know we were watching
1: episodes of like season two at New York Comic Con two years ago. So that's early September. So okay. October. okay. Yeah. But since you brought it up, Hot Callus.
0: Hot Callus.
1: Hot
3: callus. Hot callus. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Um, uh, so, so, when you saw Hot Callus, what did you think? Well, oh, wait, what? Oh, she has to take it. her shirt off. <laughs> <hot callus. laughs> I figured I shouldn't just seen that, that sounded really bad on the tape before. <laughs> <laughs> this is she not a very <laughs> <laughs> so
0: are, are you about to put the shirt
1: on too? No. Oh. oh, okay. <laughs>
3: Lucasfilm just banned me from ever attending. <laughs> <laughs> it no. was an overshirt, Tracy. There, there, there was A an,
1: <laughs> costume, which probably doesn't make it better. go. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, was I, really, I was not on the Hot Calus train. I oh, was okay. really enjoy watching everyone else. Yeah, on the actually, it's really train. funny
3: when we had that appearance. Uh, it's the shot from the trailer. Whenever, um, uh, as a sort of a joke that Dave did to the. Uh, the Disney folks is whenever Hot would walk on the screen, he put this back play music of a Kanye, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was just—it was kind of a joke to to because to because it was now, so. <laughs> But on a serious, okay, serious note for that. Um, so I just rewatched all three seasons because I'm insane. Um, I appreciate that. I appreciate you studying for this. I did. I, I put I
1: put some effort in. I did my homework. I hope I'm going to get A at the end of the class. Um, do you actually think that, I mean, obviously we saw Zeb and Callus sort of reach an understanding um, in that episode in season two, I think it was, but do you think that they can ever actually be friends, given Callus's participation in, you know, genocide? I think that
3: that it, it, he was participating, but he really thought he was doing the right thing. Um, and, and I think that there were ideas about, like, expanding the nature of, but I think there is, like, okay, you did something in the past. you you are apologetic about it, and you basically endanger your life many times to try to make up for it.
2: And that's something that has earned Zeb's respect. So, yeah, there's total romance there, (laughs) they're buddies. One of the things I would like to see in season four, and I don't know if they're gonna have room for this with all the other plot threads they have to resolve, is whether or not Callus will be accepted by everybody, because he has come from the Imperial side, there should be people who will never trust him that he's not a plant. I don't know if there's any plans for that. And again, you've got so many plot threads to deal with, I don't know if that comes around, but that would be a legitimate thing. We saw him turn against the empire, but the rebels didn't. For all they know, he could be a plant by Thrawn.
3: Well, yeah, you could say that, but I mean, if, if he if he
2: hadn't like stepped
3: in, then they would be dead that sort of situation. Had, I mean, yeah, but you I'm, not, I'm not
2: saying our heroes will not accept him, but there'll be people in the rebellion. No, we, we haven't seen really any sure. of this who like will trust true.
1: him. I think yeah. How Modi wasn't yeah. necessarily, everyone's was like, oh, you're a traitor. right? Like,
0: are you really you, uh, actually?
1: Since I cut everyone off before, if you guys do have questions, go ahead and come up to the microphone. Um, feel free to continue asking about <laughs> space marriage.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm never have hashtag space marriage. Oh,
0: I started season one,
1: hashtag space marriage
4: right
1: embers <laughs> does he have to wait
0: yes,
4: I'm, yes. <laughs> really, really quick um, one of the things that I think you guys did really well in bringing Thrawn on is showing his how he analyzes his enemies via their art and one of the things that sort of scares me right now is that what the
3: first pieces of art he was looking at was Sabine's art and I'm this is more for the, for the fan panel part of the panel because I know you guys can't say anything about this how worried are you that the first of the of the current family characters are going to be bumped off would be which which one do you think do you think will be bumped off?
1: If it's Sabine, I will riot. <laughs> 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 if, if it's Sabine. Wait, wait 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 wait. Did you say bumped <laughs>
3: off? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a real pessimist. Possibly new What's that fan thing that people say? Oh, they're wearing plot armor. They're never
1: going to die. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm literally
3: worried about everyone. But I just want to see yeah. my girl become Mandalore. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 See. Thank you.
1: Right. Um, yeah. I
6: guess we That's know we Hera it makes now. it through, right? Yeah, Hera uh, and Chopper
0: makes it. Chopper makes it through. the
6: The big question marks for me are the Force users because there's it just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to have a ton of them around <coughs> given the time period. Um, so, do Ezra and Kanan have to die? I don't think they do. I've heard many people say, "Well, there's no way they live because we can't have Jedi at that time." Um, you know, it's a big galaxy, so I don't think death is. N- Ne- necessary for those characters. I'm personally very scared for Kanan. I just yeah. feel, for whatever reason, I feel like that's a character they might, you guys might snuff out, but uh, I really hope not. Okay, bear, bear
2: in mind a couple of things that, and this is just logic, not any foreknowledge or anything. Remember that what Yoda says is the last of the Jedi you will be to Luke. Kanan is a failed Jedi.
1: Wait,
5: e? no. No. Oh, he, no. Got
0: he got, knighted, he got
2: knighted, knighted
3: in the temple. Yes, he did. Okay, yeah. he got knighted by a make believe guy or something. Only that the force wills I didn't see his papers. I'm just Only <laughs> yeah. that
0: the force will. There is this guy you can the
3: grand
2: quizzer who was a Jedi guardian. You can quit being a Jedi. Actually, yeah, Ahsoka demonstrated. She basically said, "I'm a
3: Jedi order," so she and she says like, "Yeah, but I'm not I'm not a Jedi anymore." Shroud
2: of Darkness. And And Eli is really only an apprentice at this point, isn't he? Or did a you Padawan? Say Eli? I mean Ezra. Ezra, I'm sorry. He <laughs> <laughs> has the character on the brain. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder
0: why. I keep, uh, I wait, can, wait, did I you just
3: do some that? crazy, like, okay, you know, has Ezra got a twin brother named Eli
1: or something? Like <laughs> Ezra and Eli, are twins. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> and um, sorry. the universe no, gets
2: confirmed. smaller and smaller. Ezra is only a Padawan, so. Technically, they could both live, and Yoda is still not wrong. So just bear that in mind.
3: Yeah, I mean, you could even say, if you wanted to be a purist about it, um, and I usually am, uh, that Luke would be kind of like the last of the classically trained Jedi by a Jedi master, say. and because Yoda himself, you know, Obi Wan began his training. For
1: what you mentioned before brings up a question because Hera was at the Ewok celebration at the end of season two of the Free Maker Adventures, right? Do I understand that? Sure. So, is, do we take that as a good sign about her continued existence past? Yeah. Then?
3: Oh. Um, hmm.
1: I'm not really sure where this. Is the I, haven't, I haven't
3: really thought about that connection um, because the shows are, are separated in such mm-hmm. a way, but. Um, I don't know. I, I I heard her name being called out on yeah.
2: Rogue happened? one. Rogue one. So I'd say. Her
1: Have you thought yes, about them right. all dying? <laughs> the possibility? Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> <laughs> if Phoenix Squadron is in, instrumental in uh, Rogue one, and they all die in the mission, I mean it's a fan theory.
0: It's Herod a terrible a fan theory. Everyone dies. This is one. not
2: Joss <laughs> Whedon. <laughs> I think Harrison
1: <Herod's laughs> like, because someone has to live and you know tell their story. Yeah. Right.
0: I'm
5: saying
1: no either Hamilton. You know what? I live in
0: Hamilton, Harrison. Speaking of
6: Hera, like being at the Endor celebration in Freemaker Adventures, I know. <mean, he's> <laughs> <laughs> Although the Free Maker Adventures is not canon, they do work with the story group to make sure that they can fit into canon. Um, and I know Leland She has spoken to the fact that if you see a character at, in a time period, it's likely that that character in canon should be in that time period as well. So yeah, it makes tri- sense. It's true. Did. Like
3: Corey, I think is you know a uh, fun character, um, and and you know Bob Roth and Bill Moss, the, the writer, executive producer on that on Free Makers. Nah. So like they know Star Wars the Inside Out, you know, and, and Carrie Beck's done a great job in guiding that series and, and really
4: making it a good show with solid, solid storytelling. Hi, so my question is in terms of in, in Rogue One, they seem so divided in terms of the concept of coming together and getting these plans for the Death Star It seems like you have to do this or you die so my question in terms of the final season or my hope i'll just say for the final season is that thrawn does these things that prevents that makes them being like oh we can't unify and that he scares the living poop out of them because they know that if this one person can do this there's got to be others like him so just they just seem so frightened in rogue one like it seems like that's what i'm hoping of Thrawn. um so was that a question? It was something? more a hope ideal. Is, is that something that's I don't I, mean, I don't know what you can and can't say. So. Oh. Yeah, he's trying to, re- I, I, I mean, to I'll just something. say in season in, in, in
3: yeah. season four, you know, Ron plays an instrumental role role in, in the story of our of our rebel characters. So, I can't wait for you to see it. <laughs> is that
1: a
4: triple
1: zero shirt? It is. You're my new favorite person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry.
4: Continue. What was your question? Um. So, uh, as far as the uh, callous thing with uh, everybody wondering how the rebels are gonna trust him, it's awfully convenient that there's a rebel that just so happens to have blonde hair and a beard. I'm just saying. Um, Hold on, explain. Wait, wait which? What? Uh, I think you might you might have seen him in Return of the Jedi. Oh. Uh, uh, you, um, f- you mean white hair and a beard, right? No, I mean blonde. Ah, Rex! No.
0: <laughs>
1: white hair and a beard. <laughs> General, General Maydine. The guy who's like when Mon Moknes Bac-
0: the it, His beard and his hair are terrifying. not
3: Wait, wait, sir. Are you saying that Medin is callous? That's, that's my insurgent theory. <laughs> uh, no. That's an interesting theory.
0: Thank you. <laughs> 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 um, no, how
3: about this?
4: That's an interesting theory. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did have a question concerning casting, because um, I'm always kind of interested in seeing like how people are, are chosen for certain roles and everything. And uh, one thing that immediately got my notice is that uh, for voices for uh, Ben Ryle, uh, y'all had cast uh, Kevin McKidd. And for Gar Saxon, the other uh, opposite side of uh, Mandalorian, it was Ray Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Um, and since my favorite show of all time is Rome. I'm wondering if, if there was any uh, dots connected on that. Absolutely on purpose. Yes. Absolutely on purpose. Awesome. Hi.
5: Hello. So, my my burning question is: We did see Jin on the fall in Forces of Destiny, and of course we know that Hera and
1: Chopper are in Rogue One. So, in season four, can you let us know if we're gonna be seeing more of those Rogue One connections in season four, There's even though it's not the same timeline? Yeah, we?
3: and I think Dave spoke at celebration. And said that there's definitely gonna be you know connections. Maybe like young
1: space, d- semi driver, Bodie Rook. Woo my throat. Is that fanfiction you're coughing over there? <laughs> 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 and, and my, my, my other just very super quick question is I there has to be more than three Inquisitors, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so like
0: Well like, yeah, because you got well, exactly. that doesn't Never. add up. So, right? Like, we'll talk about that.
1: Do you know like maybe some more details about how the inquisitor program works even though i know that the darth vader comic is about to come out with it more yes. information about that
3: i oh, i so wish i could tell you more. <laughs> <laughs> however um i think a lot of questions are will be answered in that darth vader com- comic and, um, and you know hopefully for further on down the road you'll be able to see
1: by the way, everybody, if you haven't seen it, Darth Vader number seven, that cover, hi Angela. Um, it's beautiful. It has all the Inquisitors on it, it's gorgeous. Go look at it. <laughs> I haven't seen the Vader cover before that, it's even prettier. And this is someone who cosplayed like, cosplay seven sister, like it's Vader deconstructed, it's amazing. Do we have
2: an official time frame for season four? Oh, where it starts like where, oh, okay. where it starts um, in fits into the Star Wars timeline? It's definitely before. It is is it a year before, sixty months? And do you, do you have anything oh, official? Well, or?
4: um I don't.
3: I don't know if they've released anything. I okay. think that's specific to the season. So what okay, you just guys, wondered. yeah, I think there's going to be um, plot elements and stuff that actually kind of um, <clears throat> kind of uh, address them. Okay, the timing specific. So
4: you'll know. I think when you season four, you'll know pretty quick. Okay. So okay. this is for for Timothy. Um, can you describe when Lucasfilm or Dave or whoever called you and said, hey, we want to use Thrawn to describe that for us? And after after the after the process was over, you got to see the first episode with Thrawn, how did you feel? How did it work out for you?
2: Okay, first of all, the Blu-ray has a little bit of... Okay. Yeah, I haven't got it yet. I haven't got it yet. Yeah, well, that,
4: that
3: answers your question. You get to see it on camera and everything. It's awesome. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the... the, the the quick answer is in September of 2015, they contacted me to come out, if I'd like to come out to to Lucasfilm and chat with Dave Filoni about Star Wars. That was all they would say. <laughs> we, couldn't a, we couldn't get a meeting until mid November, just the way schedules work. So I was getting emails back and forth a little bit. And I was poking for information, they weren't giving me any. But eventually I was able to piece together. Dave Filoni is going to be there. Some of the story group is going to be there. Dave has budgeted two hours to chat about Star Wars. (laughs) And and the final one was, oh, there may be a film crew there. Is that okay? (laughs) So then they brought me in. Uh, I sat down at the, the. I was earlier before most everybody except the film crew. He, so he got first dibs on the bagels. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's good yeah, to have. It's here's good. the snackage. So this is the head of the table. So I'll sit over here until I figure out what's going on. And then Leland and Pablo came in and escorted me up to the front of the table. in a right <laughs> corner up here. And I asked Leland, do you know what's going on? He said, oh, yeah. <laughs> Leland, thank you. And then uh, the story group started filtering in, and it was always, hi, I'm so-and-so, a big fan. So I know I'm not in trouble. (laughs) And then finally, uh, Carrie and Dave came in, sat at the head of the table, and told me what was happening, that Thrawn was going to be a major villain. And some of my reaction is on the the DVD special about that. Then they took me down, they showed me the opening of uh, Thrawn's first appearance. I didn't get to see the whole episode, but just the opening. uh, his, his arrival on the Star Destroyer. And then we went up and, uh, well, I got to see the whole bullpen and meet Henry and everybody else. And uh, then four of us went upstairs and discussed the book they wanted me to do as a tie-in to to the season. Uh, and then it went off and, and had tape over my mouth for eight months because we couldn't say anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Brie
1: is Gosh. still mad at me. Yeah. Shane, <laughs> you were know, on the panel. I'm so glad, I'm so glad
3: you could keep a secret, Tim. Don't
1: play Pokemon,
3: Otherwise, otherwise, in the next novel, Timothy Zahn would be dead. (laughs) So, question,
2: since I am now on the DVD, the extras for season three, does that mean I'm canon too?
0: (laughs) I would say yes. (laughs) Yeah, but even canon characters can die.
1: That's true, yeah. I mean, but they can
3: also become force ghosts and become mortal and all that stuff
1: too. I so think it should be a character named, like, Zimothy Tan?
4: <laughs> Thank you very, very much.
1: Actually, Tim, my a question for you related to that. Um, so did you basically have at least the outlines of the scripts for all of Season 3 before you started writing Thrawn? Um, since obviously all of the awesome relationships between uh, Thrawn and Governor Price, the costume was amazing by the way Thank you. Um, and then like uh, you are in it all really came into
2: play yeah I had not when I when I started but as I was writing I got they, they were giving me access to the scripts that had Thrawn in them as a major mm-hmm. major uh, a character so I was able to see a lot of this I was able to see things like okay Thrawn is doing some hand-to-hand sparring okay I'll set up work why he would want to do physical things. We see uh, Price doing uh, a combat with, I think with was Sabine, and uh, okay, let's set her up with that. The other thing, you, you mentioned Yularen and such, none of the relationships in Rebel season three looked like first meetings. Okay, Thrawn seems to know Yularen. <laughs> uh, Governor Price seems to know Tarkin. Okay, let's put those first contacts into the book so that when we get to season three, it's like, yeah, these people have a little bit of history between them. And so, uh, yeah, I was able to fiddle things in and tweak things as I got scripts and as the book progressed to be able to make it as seamless a connection as I could.
1: Follow-up question related to that. Are you working with Marvel
2: on the adaptation they're doing of the novel? Uh, they are not working me with me directly. I've offered my assistance <coughs> if they want it. Uh, we are really hoping that there's enough interest in the comic adaptation that we can do some new material, but that'll have to wait to see how sales go. I've got my bid in to assist with that if they, if they go that direction.
1: So in other words, you're saying everyone here should go to their local bookstore. Buy three store. copies. And <laughs> pre-order, pre-order the book three times, basically.
2: Yeah, at least. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> We're
1: all going to do that, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, excellent. They
2: make great Christmas presents. Coming out in February, you may have to hold them for a little bit, but you know.
4: First of all, let me say uh, from a lifelong fan, I spent the summer of my 15th year in the theater watching the original film. Thank you. Woo. Thank you. Because you really have continued on in that, uh, in, in that vein. Uh, also, thank you for answering the question left over from uh, Clone Wars. What happened to us, Katana, Thank you for that too. Question is, how did the uh, from season three? How did the uh, the idea about Maul coming back and having to be killed by Kenobi twice? How did that come up?
3: Um, I, I think uh, actually. And it was mentioned somewhere, I think, last year, that the original title of the season two finale was "Twilight of the Apprentice," <coughs> and um, the reason that I chose that title was for multiple reasons. Because um, the idea of an apprentice moving on and maybe becoming more as a Jedi could be applied to Ezra, but also Maul technically is still an apprentice, you know, a Sith apprentice. You could say, even though he doesn't see himself as a Sith, maybe he's not really a Sith. Palpatine might still see him as an apprentice, right? So um maul was was originally planned i think he originally died in my first draft or, or early drafts of the script and then <clears throat> dave decided wait this is a really kind of interesting uh, way to bring maul back in development program. so we felt that there was more story to tell um, with maul but also the last time um maul and kenobi battled <clears throat> in the clone wars it was about maul getting revenge and he got his revenge and hurt Kenobi deeply. So you know, when you reach them uh, 15 years later down the line, you know, we see that Obi-Wan has grown. And we really wanted to explore what happens when someone does grow and move on and become something else. But Maul wasn't that person. Maul was the other side of the coin where he never changed. He was still full of hate and and wanted, even though he wasn't necessarily this person with so much revenge, it was about his legacy what's next for him, what what it means to actually go on. Like he felt he had to do this thing to, to go to the next
2: phase of his life. <clears throat> Ultimately, he you know, suffered the ultimate fate. Thank yep. you, thank you. It went by quickly, but wasn't Maul's attempt on Obi-Wan the same trick he used to take out Qui-Gon? That's yes. exactly right. Yeah, yep. only it doesn't it, The same it's trick doesn't only work. doesn't work it. this time, okay. yeah. Did you feel
1: like there was any extra pressure when you had to sit down to write twin sense, or? Was it just
3: another day on the job? Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, that was a tough one. That was a that was a I, I wrote a couple of drafts and then Dave like wrote the last one um, revision on it and it was a definitely um, yeah I mean because we knew it was going to be epic and big um, yet it, it, we had to remember that this this really isn't the mall series or the only one series this series is Ezra and you know in that moment exchange that Ezra has with Obi Wan, we wanted him to come away with something that kind of uh, strengthened his resolve to make him remember, like, okay, what habit do you like at the end of the previous season, and your interaction with Maul this season have actually led to this moment where um, I'm going to take it from here and like clean up this mess that I should have like you know, cleaned up twenty years ago. And so I think that's a really kind of interesting. Um,
6: it's a really interesting point. The final battle between Obi Wan and and Maul was something that happened so quickly and I think it surprised a lot of fans because you know, people have these certain expectations. They're like, oh this is gonna be this huge epic battle. We have two of the best lightsaber masters gonna go out, we're gonna get this ten minute battle at the end of this episode. And it was you know flipped expectations, which I thought was done awesomely. I loved the episode. Were you guys kind of discussing that in the planning? Like fans are not gonna be, you know, expecting this.
3: Yeah, I mean we're definitely fans of the a lot of samurai movies where It's like the the (coughs) stronger swordsman you are, the fewer strokes you need. That's one part. The other part of it is, and I say this on the DVD, uh, is these guys have fought each other how many times now? Three times, four times? It was a five. I can't remember, but- You guys wrote it. Well, I'm (laughs) just saying, Phantom Menace obviously was a battle, but then multiple times in the Clone Wars. So there isn't gonna be a lot of surprises. They 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 know what each other is going to throw at them. So there's more probably in the moments before the actual attack, and, and repost than there's more planning about. Is he be this way? Well, I know this movie does and this movie does. So it's a lot of it is more more mental, and 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 Obi
2: Wan is prepared when he you know tries what he tries. Very much the last scene in Sanjuro, the uh, Shiro right. Mifune movie. Yeah.
3: I really appreciated the visual cue you gave where Obi-Wan had changed over the years. You saw him first with his old stance, and then you very deliberately visually with Qui-Gon's stance. I thought, okay, this is already over with. Him. It just hasn't happened yet.
0: Thank yeah,
3: you. that's very observant. Can, can
1: you that for He went from the classic, you know, Ewan McGregor stance of the, Point. the two and then went to Qui-Gon's stance.
4: Um, I had a one random question. Um, in season two, we learned a little bit of Kalis' back history and stuff. And we knew about, like, I guess a, the battle on Underon, And now that he's part of the Rebels and with Sagrera, are we going to see that interaction anytime, or is Sagrera just still on his own? Um, I would say, uh,
3: I, uh, all I can really say is just stay tuned for season four. <laughs> <laughs> That's the non-answer answer, sorry.
1: Yeah. I
0: know, right, yeah. can I just point at it, like, Space Mary said to watch season 4? Yeah. We can arrange, we can make that happen. Your, your
4: highness. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> so, you might give me the, you might give me the same answer, but... <laughs> Wait, I love this <laughs> emperor. I was have like to say, I love this, hold on a second, can I get a picture of the emperor, like, asking... <absolutely. laughs> right. Here's the force, your highness. <laughs> But um, with each passing moment, will you become more <laughs> <of> my servant? <laughs> 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 so there's,
3: the force lightning isn't showing up.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's that's good. That.
4: <laughs> you can add that yourself. <laughs> um. So I know that. Uh, uh, well, first I want to say that Rebels has done a really good job, uh, really expanding the universe and definitely showing the death of the Empire compared to the original trilogy. We see other ranking officers, you see other people that are dealing with the rebellion outside of just Vader and and Palp. But um, now that the rebellion has actually proven to be a a very significant threat to the Empire, or at least a major inconvenience, like I said, you might give me the same answer, but is there any possibility we might see Palpatine kind of resurface in this next season? Granted, I know that he has other people to kind of handle the situation for him, and I understand he's getting briefed, probably getting his emails about the rebellion. So. But the last time we saw him, I mean, he established the empire, and then now he yeah, I'm sure it. the emperor's
3: like, oh, that all that rebellion stuff's so fake news. CNN. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I think to, to answer your question, um, yeah. It, when you have a character who is you know that kind of the penultimate you know power level and you know even our heroes is capable and they are they're still like a small relatively small group even though they're growing in power right so but uh, yeah no um you know I, I i think it's 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 always a challenge and we try to rise to the challenge to make the threats to our our team um, besides physical threats you know the, the, the dynamics between them um and where they're going and the The life choices they make we always want to try to keep the high amount of drama so that you guys keep tuning in so i just noticed you have a
4: cane well thank you i appreciate it
3: you You again
0: yes yes, he caught
3: me this morning
5: yeah yes Yes, i got a comment from him because i asked a question so um Will we ever see um, Captain Rex confront like some of his old pals, such as like Vader or Cody? Like I would like to know that. I'm, I'm pretty sure Captain Rex in the back over there
1: will probably want to know as well. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's Vader. That's so a really
3: great Captain Rex. Wow. Uh, yeah I don't think Captain Rex would see Darth Vader as an old pal (laughs) just just, just to tell you that Um, you know as far as um, there's no evidence in any story we've done that uh, Rex has any information as to um, you know uh, you know who Darth Vader really is so if you think about it you know not even Ahsoka was sure until the end of season two and she's gone. She doesn't talk to Rex again. We haven't seen her talk to Rex, so that whole thing. Sorry. That was a really
1: emotional episode.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. No, I'm not, I I'm so traumatized. I just exactly. rewatched it last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um
3: so I, I think as far as like the old buddies, I think you have to think, yeah, have to think about Vader as if, like he's there isn't an Anakin, Vader. There is no one can't kids Vader. there's
0: Darth no Vader who is the servant of the Emperor and,
3: who's capable of, excuse it's hard to imagine someone that you really like as Anakin, this like a noble hero, being someone who does these terrible things, so you know if uh,
2: remember, he betrayed and murdered your father, so what about Cody? you say
3: Cody? Yeah. yeah, that
0: Hey Jesse! Yeah, Commander
2: Cody <laughs> Whoever, clones aren't dead
5: yet
3: uh, stay tuned for season four.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's my go-to answer at this point.
1: Three, oh, two,
3: three,
5: four,
3: season one.
5: Quit quoting you on that. Here, take that to your shirt. Okay.
3: <laughs> I just hold up the card. <laughs> just hold up the card,
1: save time. Alright, two questions.
3: Alright, um, my question is, being a huge fan of the Empire and their forces, I thought some of the best comics were when they went in-depth with the Royal Guards, and there's only very few times, if any, that we've ever seen, you know, any hints or glimpses towards the Red Guards and Rebels, and seeing Thrawn, this Grand Admiral and in the comics and books, how I mean, he's one of the Emperor's right-hand men, and how he would have taken over the Empire had his bodyguard not killed him in the books. Um, or the original yeah. books, the original yeah. books, people. My bad. <laughs> but um, will we get more in depth upon the royal guards and actually see them in their full potential on screen? Yeah, I. You know, it's funny. I feel like that might be a, a question for like the larger Star Wars, you know, discussion panel. Um, where this is really about rebels and our family. And if you think about it, like if the Red Guards are around, then, then chances are the Emperor's around. And then that, like you have a character who's way overpowered our family. So this really is like the story of Ezra and his family and their growth and their changes and them coming together as a family and, and their evolution and their attempts to help build the rebellion. So if you think about it, there probably isn't like there. Not that I want, don't want to kill any idea of it, but the idea of the the red guards really. Why well, I admit they're awesome. I love the the Stradley <coughs> Crimson Guard series. Mike Richardson at Dark Horse Comics. Those are really really great comics. Um, uh, it just. I, I, I'm not sure
2: there's room in Rebels for those guys. I'm just saying. They're not typically sent out on missions. Uh. They're, they're surrounding the Emperor, and so they'll be where he is. We do have Death Troopers coming in with Thrawn. that was shown. So yeah, you saw that, the was, yeah, that, was, that was pretty That amazing. would be more like the elite that would actually be sent out, rather than the Royal Guard. Yeah, that's all right. Thank you all very much. Got
3: a quick Season 4 question uh, for you, Henry, that I think you can answer. I think you can answer. Uh, as far as Season 4, we know it's the final season. How has the approach and the writing process changed, specifically in terms of like greater consequences or maybe faster pace. Can you talk a little bit about the process for how season four is different than the previous? Um, yeah, I, I, you know, when, when you, we were still working on, you know, writing season three, you know, I've got like maybe nine scripts in production um, in, in work at one time and we're starting to look ahead to season four and what it is. You know, we, we sort of have meetings to kind of lay out our basic uh, arcs and what we want to do with it. And then um, um, there definitely is that I think that sense of momentum that you're building to, toward, anyway, um, but also, you know, there's a lot of work to be done to tie up storylines and stuff. So, um, we really want to make the, I think that the whole decision, uh, uh, with you know, Simon and, and Kiri, it, it really comes down to let's let's tell the most satisfying story we can, and how we go about doing that is um, like writing the best story. I don't know, so thanks. <laughs> <laughs> is that still, I could just say that. Um, Are so you a Star Wars character?
1: No, I'm Steven Universe. <laughs> oh,
3: okay. Of course, oh, that's great.
1: Thank you. Um, so one of the things I love about the Star Wars TV shows is uh, in the case of Clone Wars, what it does for Anakin's eventual fall to the dark side <laughs> it really makes it feel narratively earned. And in the case of Rebels, uh, you feel Va- like the tragedy of Vader's fall, and in a way that you know, for me, the the prequel series, the prequel trilogy didn't really do. And um, so, I, I just want to say I really appreciate that because, especially uh, *Twilight of the Apprentice*, like the final confrontation between Ahsoka and Anakin, just like that was the tragic arc that I really needed. Um, but my question is, uh, are we going to get anything else on Ahsoka Tano?
0: Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah! I can't even put this I'll just... Wait,
1: his shirt did say he did take yeah. the question mark off and put an exclamation point on the shirt with Sokoliz. He, he made a comment at
3: celebration. That you that he said it so you can answer it. Because he said that he was going to answer the question of what happened to her in the medium where the question was
0: posed. <laughs> He said so that so celebration. does Donnie do this yeah. to so, us? Oh, okay. man, That's the cryptic stuff. He's, like, really good at yeah. it. So he had that
1: shirt on that said, Asofa yeah, it's okay, lives, question, question mark. mark. And then we played that. he played the season four. Well, first he started by breaking our hearts and being like, season four is going to be the end. And we were all, like, sobbing. And then he goes, season four trailer. And then we were like, yay, and also sobbing. And then he came back on with the shirt and took the little question mark off, and it was an exclamation point. So Asofa lives, exclamation point.
3: He, like, Which
1: I feel like related. you wouldn't do that if you're not going to... No, I saw, I saw it. What, what did
3: he say when they called it on it? I can't remember. I watched it. It was a live He probably
1: game. just smirked and yeah, went, yeah, yeah. stay know. tuned for season four. <laughs> 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 okay. He does what we call you it. You've like answered floating.
2: the question. Yeah. She answered the question, Well, thank yes. you. I don't know anything. I'm just making it all up. <laughs> I don't think Dave has ever lied. He's just misled and hinted. <laughs> <laughs> he's total sin in <laughs> I, no I know nothing except what you know. So that's just a lie. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Uh, I was just wondering, in season four, will there ever be any light whips?
6: Like
0: a Lightsaber with whip. a whip uh, instead. Um,
2: well, we we.
3: Uh, Something <coughs> like the Nigerian? Whips, like so whatever they were, lightsabers,
1: like yeah. think similar. It's um, the closest.
3: But that, that does that originated from a game.
1: Uh, I, I, for, I think I it, it came like the old school comics or books, with like share Right, I right, right,
2: right, I think, uh, right, I've never liked the mechanics of that myself. Um,
3: uh, I think it's interesting. Yeah, I, I, don't honestly, I don't know. No, um, I think, um, I I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I know that they were in Clone Wars, so I know the technology is around. So it's not impossible. At um, least the laser. Whip. I think, I think similar, we called them it, a laser whip. I
1: think it's a similar concept. Yeah. It might be as close as you're gonna get, honestly. <laughs>
3: it's interesting. interesting. It's pretty cool. It would be. Yeah. Oh, wait, so,
1: think so wait. So
3: if I was to ask you, like, who would use that? So
1: I'm
3: probably an exquisitor. Maybe. Yeah, a a, <laughs> a Random citizen. Random citizen. Citizen. Oh, okay. So rather than a lightsaber, they would use a uh, light wind. So Sabine has
4: something like, I that. Do, I do double, like that. Double the danger of your you like Sabine has something like that.
3: like that. I mean, I would,
2: I would have to get uh, some LED strings. Right. Yeah,
1: make it happen.
3: Okay.
2: I have one. We'll be on a
1: lookout. I have one <laughs> last question for you, Henry. Thank this you. This is coming from someone else who was at Dragon Con last year, but she could not make it this year. So you promised us x wings at one point season four we're finally getting them yeah. so yes why you I, are why getting we... x waves so the, the facetious question is why do we have to wait uh the oh. question is um what was the thought process behind waiting so long to bring in like the classic star rebellion starfighter well, i think, I think that,
3: that the rebellion probably didn't have them yet um and that's really it they're, they're still just kind of trying to scramble and cobble whatever they can do to fight the empire so the X-Wings the idea is that they're probably like an older ship that they might have gotten hold of. They're still, you know, good, but I, I, I think there's. But there's a, the discussion was, we we we've seen a lot of X-Wings. We've seen them in the games. We see them in Rogue One. So when they appear, you really want it to be special. And um, in the meantime, why not, you know, um, use like the other stuff. Besides, it, yeah, I'm mean, I think I'm just trying to figure out like what we've got really. We've got Y-wings, which yeah. we know we went, went stole, right? Um,
1: then you saw in the trailer there was a new Y-wing. Yeah, so that, then, and we're waiting for right. to, 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 to upgrade to a better class of sheep. Yeah, one, one of the
2: things the story group has been doing is watching the timeline and working on the development stuff. stuff. Uh, with the book Thrawn, they told me, I had TIE fighters at the beginning of the book, and they said, those don't exist yet but you could start putting them in about midway through, that's when they start being deployed and such. So, you know, just to second Henry's answer, they're just not at the rebellion at this point, and they just gradually come in. think we've got time for one more, Randy?
1: We have time for one more question? One more, okay. Sure.
4: So how far did the process did you knew that four seasons was going to be your cutoff point, and if it wasn't from day one, how did it affect your writing of the story arcs? And uh, yeah,
3: it? It, it, I don't think it did. I mean, you know, you, you have the characters evolve and grow, and then, um, you know, as has been said, like in Celebration, it, it was just time. It was time to, um, you know, to end this part of the story. And if you think about all the previous Star Wars you've seen, you know, you end a chapter, you end an episode and then there's a the next one. And it might be some time has passed or and then there's gonna be kind of stories that are told in between and media and video games and books. So I think that they're you know there this this was the time for this this chapter to come to its end. So as far as uh, like impacting the story, I, I never really thought about <coughs> it. I just thought about um, we've had a fantastic run of telling some really great Star Wars stories that hopefully will live with you guys and, and that you guys will think about these characters um, even after the series is gone and that's really what we want to do is provide something that's enduring and like a, a chapter, add a chapter to the Star Wars universe that that um, you'll want to show your kids and they'll want to show their kids um, just like Clone Wars um, and so we're um, we are we're all in love with Star Wars and, and we never want it to end and George created this rich universe that we can um, continually add stories to. You know, he's, he's, he's excited about the, the, the movies and stuff coming out because he didn't, he didn't have to make them. He can Wow, that's a really interesting thing that you guys are doing. So keep going. What's next?
1: You know, i not going to. Wait, hold on. Hold it up again. This is what's next. There we go. <laughs> just, just season four. I can't wait for you guys to see. I think you I think that's the best note we can possibly end on. So thank you very much. If your is a Rebel character right now, please come up here so they can grab a picture of y'all because you yeah. look cool. Let's get out
3: out another to- cheer. Go.
2: Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.